everybody, welcome to Off the Cup ABQ. I'm Diana Vargas, and you are listening to the hottest, newest local talk radio for New Mexico. Off the Cup ABQ is the next level of conservative talk radio, and it's not for the easily offended. Thanks for tuning in. Let's take it off the cuff. You're listening to Conservative Talk Albuquerque, KDAZ 96.9 FM, 700 AM. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Cup ABQ. I'm your host, Dinah Vargas, writing with me today on FM AM 96.9 FM. 700 AM is Comadre Loretta. Thank you, thank you for writing with me today. Appreciate you. Good morning, New Mexico. Glad to be here. And she is glad to be here. She has a huge smile on her face. I love when we write the airwaves together. I always know we're going to have a good show. Always a good show when Loretta's on. Thank you, Alice, for producing. And we got Miss Kimberly Skaggs on the line. She's executive director of the Republican Party of the great state of New Mexico. Operation Freedom, Positive Change. We say this every Thursday. And we do it on Wednesday because it's the middle of the week. It's it, it, it's enough time to get organized before the weekend. And so that way the weekend doesn't hold you back because everybody likes to take days off on the weekends, which is great. But sometimes, especially when elections are just around the corner, it's real important to start in your own home. Welcome, Kimberly Skaggs. Good morning. How is everybody? We're we're good. We're good here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. You know, it's uh it's uh sometimes it's low down, sometimes it's it's low down usually, but we're in good spirits. Uh, us too. So what we've got going as far as our P and M across the entire state, right now we have active elections. That's all we're gonna talk about today because that's all that matters. Yes. <laughs> so we have city council, school boards, soil and water, and utility authority positions. We've also got some positions um, scattered across the state that deal with boards for um, higher education institutions. So we need all of our conservative community members to go and vote. Go vote. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter when. You can vote early at your county clerk's office. Doesn't matter what county you're in right now. Go vote. Go vote. Why is voting important? It's it's your chance to have your voice heard, period, period. Period. My husband at one point told me, this is so terrible. I'm in my home and I'm stomping my feet and I'm angry and I'm griping and I'm complaining. And I'm a little bit loud about it. And finally he looked at me and he says, either go do something or shush. Well, for a lot of us, we're living our lives. We're busy. That's not exactly what he said, but it's close but, enough. But close enough. Close enough. And um, for those of us that are busy living our lives and raising our baby and working, working, work, go vote. That's how you help the people that are working so hard to make our state just a little bit better place to live. So go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote, go vote. Go vote. here. Go vote here in Bernalillo County. We yep. are in early voting so you can go vote right now you can go vote right now exciting things are going to happen when people get out to vote possibilities are endless exactly just go vote just go what i'm doing i call people every day all day and i just tell them would you please go vote thank you very much (laughs) and what has been the reactions of those people It's actually pretty funny. Um, A lot of people aren't even aware that because we're in an odd-numbered year, you know, 2021, a lot of people honestly aren't aware that there are very important elections out there that affect each community. I mean, and it's a direct effect to your community. Right. How, How, so if you change your local representation, okay, 
And if you vote for city council, or if you if you happen to be in a city where your mayor's race is up, um, in I know in Albuquerque we do have a mayor's race, right? Yes. How best do you change your community than by voting for the people that lead specifically your community, right? Exactly. And then, and then you get to watch the changes happen around you. What a gift. Yeah, totally. And especially because they are very local, very localized. These are things that directly affect you if it's crime, homelessness, and the list goes on and on. Yeah, but it's right here. It's at home. You can see it. You can touch it. You can see it. You get to watch. You get to watch the results of your choice. But if you don't bother to vote, you know, well, then you're not allowed to complain. That's what my husband No vote, no complaint. No vote, no complaint. And then once you start voting and you're still complaining, at that point is when you need the positive change, Operation Freedom. That's when you yourself have to get active. You have to knock on doors or maybe it's making phone calls for a candidate. Even if it's not in your district, it might just be somebody who supports your same ideas, your, your same values. Because if you can switch one seat, you have to know we can, I mean, we can flip them all. Oh, definitely. All the way. All the way, baby. Drive it like you stole it. All the way. Drive it like you stole it. I love to say that. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, I have a list of about 70 gazillion phone numbers to call. So I'm going to let you ladies go. You're going to have a great day. If you haven't voted yet, you're going to go vote, right? Absolutely. If you want to call me, you can call me and we'll talk about going to vote. Give us your number uh, on air. 75491. 3891. And any questions about voting, need anything, call me. Text me. I also text. I'm here. You're here and you're present. Thank you very much, Executive Director of the Republican Party, Kimberly Skaggs. Thank you for serving the Republicans. Thank you for serving the great state of New Mexico and our way of life here. God bless you. All right. Thank you much. Wow. All right. Bye bye. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Okay. That's Kimberly Skaggs. Isn't she fun? She is. She's great. Yes. I she, like her little. She goes. Or something like that. What does yeah, she do? Yes, yes, yes. She's fun. She's one of those. Seriously, like you have access. She just gave you her phone number to the executive director of the Republican Party. If you are a candidate, if you are somebody who's thinking to yourself, hey, I could do a better job than the other person if it's in your heart to serve call her that that is the function of the republican party is to recruit candidates and give them the process like in a list of how do you become a candidate i know when i ran for house district uh i was asked would you like to run for office and i said oh uh hell no why would i you get beat up all day long and then i said well before i say hell no let me think about it so I went home and I really couldn't ask anybody, hey, do you think I should run for office? Because they're going to say, yeah, just to see see you stumble along the way. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, I think I want to serve the great, st- I want to serve the great state of New Mexico. I want to serve with all my heart and soul. 
okay, now what? And then the now what is, it's a list of stuff. You got to get qualified. What does that look like? You got to get signatures. What does that look like? And it goes on and on. But that's what the Republican Party is there for. So they can help guide you through that, give you the list of things that you need to keep you compliant and and, and get you certified by New Mexico Secretary of State. Because it, it, it's actually like a, almost, a, it's a legal process. It's part of our election code. And sometimes it's, it's a long, hard road. Yeah. 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 So thanks yeah, for so being here. With any questions that we have, like Kimberly said, I mean, she, she gave us her number. And I'm fairly new to politics. Um, I don't know if I should be ashamed of that or not. I sort of am because I don't know a whole lot about it. But I've been reading up about it and looking at the different positions and what, uh, what the duties are of the people who hold those positions. Right. Because... Um, we need to we need to be accountable even through our vote even through our vote it's very important we can't just vote straight this or straight that or oh yeah well i like this person or you know but right. we really need to be informed absolutely because for instance say you're pro life and you vote for somebody who you assume is pro life or even said they were pro life if their party platform dictates that they're for the opposite they're never going to vote pro-life it's not going to be in your best interest to give your vote to that person because it will never ever be a culture of life it will always be a culture of death we have too much death here in new mexico i'm interested in the culture of life yes i am too in building stuff so we have we have an interesting guest today all our guests are interesting otherwise they wouldn't be on the show so we have christopher smith he has a, a blog. He's also an author. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to introduce him. He's here in studio, boots on the ground, in studio. In-studio interviews are always the best. Did you hear yesterday's show? I heard part of it. Part of it. It yeah, was a good one. It was a good one with Karenette. Rebecca was in studio, and Paula was, was uh, via the phone. And they have that mobile unit that goes around and gives women ultrasounds they literally drove to taos for one ultrasound and you know i said for one person when i was listening to it in the car it sounded like i was uh you know maybe not in the spirit of that but i was i was more like wow they drove all the way to taos for one person this is the kind of organization it is for one person they will they will drive that road trip if you need it, they're there. So it's mobile. Uh, they're about the entire family, including fathers, including the men. To raise a child, yeah, it might take a village, but guess what? It it kind of starts with the parents. Yes, it does. Ser- period. Man, woman, child, in that order. We got to take a quick break. Thank you, Alice, again for being here. New Mexico's violent crime rate is skyrocketing and the murder count in Albuquerque is at historical highs. Yet judges have released many of hardened criminals. Many are violent repeat offenders back onto our streets because of loopholes created by recent bail reform measures. If you want a safer New Mexico, go to the website mananamejor.com. Get involved. Do it today. That's mananamejor.com.
Hello, New Mexico. This is Mario Montoya with Casa Montoya Realty. When it comes to buying or selling real estate, you need professionals that can guide and educate you through the transaction process. Casa Montoya Realty provides realtors that assist from start to finish, making sure that your real estate transaction is as smooth as possible. As the exclusive Homes for Heroes brokerage in Albuquerque, we are here to give back to our hero buyers and sellers. Call 505-681-3125 or email mario at casamontoyarealty.com to register and for more information. New Mexico's violent crime rate is skyrocketing and the murder count in Albuquerque is at historical highs. Yet judges have released many of hardened criminals. Many are violent repeat offenders back onto our streets because of loopholes created by recent bail reform measures. If you want a safer New Mexico, go to the website mañanamejor.com. Get involved. Do it today. That's mañanamejor.com. Everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. I'm your host, Dinah Vargas. In studio with me today is Loretta. Good morning, New Mexico. Good morning, Albuquerque. Good morning to my Pueblo of Laguna. Good morning to the Pueblo of Laguna. Shout out to the Pueblos. I love the Pueblos. I've been to one of the feasts there before. Loved it. Oh, they're yes, awesome. Loved it. Lots of good food. Lots I, of good people. Yes, absolutely. If you've ever been at a feast on the Pueblo, it's so inviting. Yes, it is. So inviting. And the food is just always delicious. Uh, it's always seems more delicious on feast days. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it does. It just it? does. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's like more special or it was cooked with more love. I don't know what it is, but it just, everything about it is just, uh, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yes, I agree. So, so in studio with us, hello, Chris Smith. Good morning. He has a radio voice, huh? Yes, he does. <laughs> good morning, Albuquerque. How are you? I'm doing well today. Thank you. Good, good. We are so happy that you are here. We scheduled you. You filled out one of those things online, or did somebody invite you? Uh, I, I just uh, listened to the show, and then I, I got in touch with you. Yes. And applied for an interview. Applied. Look at him, applied. <laughs> <laughs> you have to ask. Yes, yes. So it's real simple. If you want to be a guest, you go to offthecuffabq.com, fill out, I want to be a guest, fill it out. Loretta or Alice will, or I will get back to you. It's like that simple. It's literally that simple. Because we exist because New Mexicans have been ignored. And we also exist because we want to uplift New Mexicans and share with people everything else that everyone else is doing in the spirit of faith, family, freedom. You're an author and you have a blog. Can you tell Tell us about that. Uh, about probably 10, 15 years ago, I started writing 2008, my first blog, and uh, it existed for a couple of years, and I let it slide. Then I started again in 2012, and I've been writing since then, and uh, basically it's commentary on the Bible uh, reflected on uh, our modern life, actually just a commentary on what's happening today. Uh, I found it useful for me uh, for my Bible study just to do the writing. So it, it was beneficial to me, but I also like to think that other people could look at my life experience and what I've learned by studying the Bible and improve their life. Right. Because sometimes it is about proving your life because sometimes we fall into whatever. Life falls at your feet. It's just the way it goes. But to truly honor your past, to truly honor your future, to truly honor eternal life and serving God first, like putting God first, it could be a painful journey sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's educational to say the least. <laughs> it's educational to say the least. Well, some of it's been painful for me, uh, this I know, but I feel a ton better in 
uh, today when I put God first. Yeah, this is why I have the comadres. So to me, it translates to like co-mothers. So uh, they always keep me in between the lines and they're God-fearing women. And who better to have on your side than other women who are in the same spirit? Exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. You brought the writings on the wall too. It's, it's, it's uh, my testimony. It's a brief history of the early part of my salvation story. Uh, it, it, it's like you were saying, a lot of times we go through life and we have trials and experiences that are painful. And either you're either, either diminished by them or, or your life is formed by them. And I think for me, it was, uh, like I said, a painful education, but it was part of my education. Yeah. And there were other people that were involved that got hurt and damaged by my actions. And I learned from that that everything that you do does actually have consequences. Absolutely. So I'm just going to read from here the first part. As a broken man looked at the painted block wall of his prison cell, his eyes were filled with tears and pain. The reality of his isolated location and fate were too clear he could be looking at a life sentence, no freedom or chance of life outside the cement walls, steel bars of a prison cell. That's you. That was my uh, fate by the looks of things at the time. Uh, because of my sinful actions, uh, you can say, a lot of people say it's mistakes, but I prefer to just go ahead and address it as a sin. Uh, lifestyle that I was in, I put myself in a, in a situation where I actually ended up accidentally taking another person's life. And I was charged with first degree murder. Because of the people who were there, who were all intoxicated and as high as drug, on drugs as I was, there were no reliable witnesses. And uh, thanks to the grace of God, I was removed from that situation. And in the end, I was found uh, innocent. I was ruled an accidental death. So. Right. But only by the grace of God. Only by the grace of God. And, and then, so at that point, is that like when your spiritual journey begins? Or, or, or what does that look like after it was, not it, guilty? It was, it was an inflection point, a change in my life where it, I, I, actually, I actually did change and repent for a good period of time, several years, but eventually I backslid and ended up being almost exactly like it was before. Not quite as bad, but still not walking a Christian walk. Right. And as I went along, because I was, during that period of time, I was still uh, haunted by the sin, the unforgiven sin. I call it the iron chains of misery. That's Iron chains of misery. It's it's the unforgiven, unrepentant sin that we're dealing with. And I never could forgive myself at that point because I carried that around. Uh, it took me years to get over that. And it, I learned by listening to pastors like Chuck Smith, Chuck Swindell, Skip Heisick, and others, that there is forgiveness. And, it, and, and once we're forgiven by God, we have to learn to forgive ourselves and live with what we did. Not forget it, but use it as, like I said, an inflection point, a turning point to improve our life and maybe help somebody else in the, in the process. Right. Service. Service, exactly. Service. We're supposed to be servants. That's what it says in Scripture. Of God. Exactly. So all praise, honor, and glory to God. Amen. Just in the spirit of that, you know, because uh, it has to be that because otherwise, uh, you know, we're mocking God. And I think that offends God, and that's equally sinful. And so when we talk about offenses like offenders, 
it's truly really a sin like you said I'll just address it the way it is it's sinful it is a sin and it offends God so it's an offense to God it's a an offense to these principles that every man of every faith can embrace thou shall not kill thou shall not steal honor your mom honor your dad be a good person don't be a cheater and don't steal it, like these are real basic kinds of things to start with yeah it's it the they're listed in the bible as commandments not suggestions right and i think people fail to realize that um and, and a lot of times people look at sinful people and they say oh they're sinners and they're terrible and all that but they're but we're all sinners we have to remember that and we have to offer grace to sinners just like we don't do to ourselves a lot of times we beat ourselves up because we can't give ourselves that don't, mm-hmm. that don't that feeling of peace that we should get once we're forgiven and we need to live our lives where we actually exercise that by showing that same grace and, and uh, relief to other people that are sinners right. not necessarily judging them as as people just look at their sin not the person right and that everybody can come back from sin that there's a place for each of us and we will all fit in and so forgiveness what do you think forgiveness means loretta that's uh glad you asked me that uh forgiveness i believe means that you know when we when we recognize that we've done something that we um as much as possible go and ask the the person that we've hurt if we can to forgive us but i believe that we have to really be um be sure that we are repentive that we have turned around because if we go and say i'm sorry but then we turn around and and do the same thing <clears throat> were we really sorry right because it takes repentance right and um you know as as long as yahweh forgives us you know we ask him for forgiveness ask him to help us to turn around to teshuva which is the hebrew word for turn around and we focus on him you know he we have to he says don't let go of the plow you know don't let go of the wheel and if we focus on that we hold on then we're not going to turn to the left or to the right. But when we do, we know that we got to get up. As long as we're facing forward and facing towards the light, I mean, he's always there. He's, he's the light. He's never going to go away. If we don't see him, it's because we've put our blinders on. Or turned your back. Or turned our back right. on him. And Chris, who is forgiveness really for? Or when we ask for forgiveness, who are we really asking for forgiveness for is it the person we offended or is it ourselves basically i think it's probably for ourselves that's we're you know we're we're fleshly so that's the first thing we think about is ourselves but like i said you have to always constantly remember that you're not only sinning and offending god at the same time it's other people are affected by your sins that are in your life or in your sphere that get affected by your sin you may not even notice it people that are uh addicted to drugs and alcohol that have children don't realize that they're leading their children down that same path just by having them observe their bad behavior and they're thinking well well, dad does it what's wrong with it right so you have to lead by example like there's no other way around it you have to walk is it walk the walk 
I need a Proverbs the book. Walk, talk you gotta, the talk. You got to walk the walk and talk the talk. <laughs> yeah, you can talk the talk, but if you don't walk the walk, the talk doesn't really, then you just talking, doesn't really mean anything. You just talking jive. You just jiving everybody all day. So the wisdom of God's discipline, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, I think a lot of times, if there were no consequences for sin, we never would repent. And it's, it's, it's a hard thing. You know, uh, like I said, if we sin, eventually the wages of sin is going to be death. That's spiritual death. We don't want to end up there, and God doesn't want that for us either. So he lets us feel some pain in this world, and that way we'll turn away from sin and turn to him for repentance and forgiveness. And, and through the blood of his son, it's available to, yes. any, to anybody that lasts for it. Right. So I'll just continue reading from... Um from, from your writings, even before finding himself in this sad place, in this sad, painful place of total despair, he had lost his wife and son after his marriage failed due to living a sin-filled life as a man who could make his own way in life without the help of man or God. He sat on his bunk. He read the names and dates that were scratched in the paint of a jail cell wall. He found the short but all too real salvation statement scratched into the paint of the wall. Jesus saves. Yeah, no, no truer words are ever spoken. I mean, that a salvation statement like that is uh, once once you realize that that there is an alternative to uh, your own foolishness there's there's actually a way to be forgiven for sin and there is a better life ahead uh you bend your knee and you ask god for help i think some people have to be broken down to that point i know i've i've heard of people that say that they've been saved when they were 10 years old and they accepted christ and i think well that's fine if that, if that can happen to you it's a wonderful thing but for most people especially like for me that are hard-headed we have to get knocked on our butts to, before we actually do listen. Slapped around, thrown up against the wall, tossed over there, tossed over there, stepped on, walked on. But it's it's for our benefit in the end. Right. He was totally lost and alone, broken and filled with dreadful fear as he opened his heart and prayed for Jesus Christ to free him from a life of sin that ended in a cold jail cell. I think once you get that isolation where you hear that, jail door slams shut and you realize where you are, uh, the options are very limited. And I think when you're placed in that situation, you can either get hardened and hate the world or you can look at where you're at and why you're there and ask for help. And I was lucky that I did that. I'd, I'd heard the word. I was raised in a Christian family. It was a Catholic family. They didn't really go as much into the idea of salvation through faith, but I knew about it myself. I knew I I had heard the word, uh, but until I was placed in that situation, I didn't really make that decision to do it. And it's it's part of the learning process for me. It was right because Jesus saves. Like, what does that really mean? Like, save me from being late. Save me. What does being free mean? Does that mean like just American freedom? Or hey, I can I can say whatever. I'm free to say whatever I I want, even if it's not proper. Something like this. But to, but to ask to be saved. It's, uh, you can be saved uh, and still be locked up, because there's plenty of people that are in mm-hmm. prison right now, and but there's people that are free on the streets 
they're locked up because right, they're, they're not chained free. up. So like I said, they're they're bound by that weight of unforgiven sin, and they're not free. They're unhappy. Right. They'll never be happy. Never be happy. Never be happy. Because to have peace, what does peace even look like? What does that even mean? Uh, accepting where you are and, and your situation in life. And the only way you can do that is to have an end goal that actually has a, an ending that's that's satisfactory. And once you have accepted Christ, you know that you'll be in, in Father God's kingdom, mm-hmm. which is a place of no no pain or misery. It sounds like a pretty good place to be. That's where uh, that's where ultimate peace is. Right. Not in this world. We're not offered offered or promised peace in this world. We're going to have trials and tribulation in this life. That's part of it. It's standard. It's standard. It's what you do in that moment of chaos, that moment of despair, that moment of sin. It's what you do. Right. With you, that. You, you can either continue sinning and ignoring the fact that you're, you know, offending God, breaking his laws, or you can repent and turn away from it and say, no, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to honor my father by obeying his laws, his commandments, and doing things that don't displease him. Because when you have a clean heart, that's when you can see and love one another, yeah? Well, and then see yourself. And then see yourself for what you are. And sometimes that's hard. You know, it's not just a reflection uh, in the mirror, but it's a reflection of everything you have done. And and ye shall be judged. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. Quiet in the studio. But we're going to get jazzed up on the segment three. Don't forget to visit us on the website at offthecuffabq.com. And we are having our next block party on October 23rd, which is a Saturday, October 23rd. It's going to be Tramway and... Is it Indian School? Yes. Indian School at the Calvary Chapel East. They have been so welcoming, so inviting. We are hosting with Abortion Free New Mexico. Because, you know, I I roll with Bud and Tara. They were the first to endorse me. And they were the first that I made my commitment to be part of the pro-life movement. And I did that just a short year ago. Because it truly is about building a culture of life. So stay there. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You are the experiment when you take the experimental COVID-19 vaccines. Did you know that according to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System run by the government that over 900 women have documented miscarriages linked to their COVID-19 shot? COVID-19 vaccines have not been approved for pregnant women or children. Read our reports and hear the facts from a COVID-19 task force whistleblower at abortionfreenm.com. If you want to help us end abortion in New Mexico, visit abortionfreenm.com today. That's abortionfreenm.com. Hello, New Mexico. This is Mario Montoya with Casa Montoya Realty. When it comes to buying or selling real estate, you need professionals that can guide and educate you through the transaction process. Casa Montoya Realty provides realtors that assist from start to finish, making sure that your real estate transaction is as smooth as possible. As the exclusive Homes for Heroes brokerage in Albuquerque, we are here to give back to our hero buyers and sellers. Call 505-681-3125 or email mario at casamontoyarealty.com to register and for more information. Hey everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. I'm Dinah Vargas. And I'm Comadre Loretta, writing with Dinah. That's it, AMFM Radio. And in studio with us today, we got Chris Smith. He is the writing on the wall. He's an author. He's a blogger. Where can we find your blog? Welcome back. It's uh, brotherchristopher.com. It's all lowercase letters, 
There's another website that has a capital D brother. Used to be my old website. Somebody else took it over, but it's and it, you'll also see it's uh, the uh, note space is to bring light to a dark and lost world. That's how you can tell it's my website. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. We'll post it on ours too, and and on our social media. Um, so, <clears throat> just uh, recapping in case somebody's just tuning in, uh, start us off a little bit. All right, I, I started writing about 2008. Uh, been continually writing. Uh, just recently, my latest work that I finished was a commentary on the minor prophets uh, during my COVID uh, confinement. Yeah, I actually thought it would take, probably take me years to write the book, but it actually ended up taking me nine months. But it was still an extensive work. Uh, but before that, I'd written Bible commentary about current events and about uh, my, like this one part is my personal uh, testimony, which I felt I needed to do just so that people would know who I was and where I was coming from. But uh, I, I want people to read what I write about in my blog and see how it relates to their life maybe and look to the scripture for an answer. They can use me as an inflection point in their lives maybe and say, well, that guy did this and he, he said this, but uh, what does the scripture say and how does that affect my life? That's what I want people to do is to think a little bit and uh, investigate and see where they end up. And I, I could be I could be wrong. It's like I at all of my blog posts at the end it has a comment section. If you think I'm doing something wrong or I've said something wrong, I'd like to hear about it. I've been, I've made mistakes before in my life, and if you can correct me, I'd be happy to change it. Or even just discussion. Correct. You correct. know because sometimes that leads us to to a place of revelation. Sometimes too is just even simple discussion. Because, like you said earlier, sometimes you don't realize you're in sin. But once it's been pointed out and there, there's a, a clear understanding of, of direction, then at that point you cannot ever say you did not know. Right. You can't ever say that, right. right? Yeah, because sometimes, well, a lot of times what I hear, <clears throat> excuse me, people focus on is that, oh, well, that person's a drug addict or that person's an alcoholic or that person, um, they committed some, some crime, you know, they shot somebody or whatever. But like you said, Dinah, I mean, sometimes we don't even realize that we're in sin. And we're in sin if we are not being obedient to the commands of our Father. And everything is, is in the Word. Everything that He... All the instructions are there for us to live a life of freedom in him because if we're not living that life of freedom by following <clears throat> his instructions then that's when the where the chains come in and the freedom comes from being free from the consequence of sin which is which is death and the spiritual death like brother Christopher was saying it's because we're all physically we're all gonna die no one gets out alive. No one gets out alive. But that's that's what this is about. And that's why we, I was talking to Christopher earlier about this song that I um, I really like. It's by Casting Crowns. It's called Praise You in This Storm. And to be able to do that, no matter what's whirling around us, whether we caused it or we did not cause it, but being able to praise the Father through this storm, knowing that this will end this too shall pass 
And, you know, we may pass into eternal life before that storm is over, but realizing that and holding on to the promises because he gave us promises and he keeps them. He's the only one that keeps his promises without ever breaking them. And if we can hold on to that, and like you were talking about looking in the mirror and you know, allowing people to, to be a, a witness to us no matter what walk of life they're in. I mean, I could be walking down the street and, and maybe somebody's there asking for a quarter or whatever, but um, I stop and talk with them and they say something to me I need to be open to listen to what they have to say because, man, have I been just stunned at a lot of just words that someone has said to me that I, I didn't even think about. I mean, I, I could say, well, I was maybe thinking that person didn't know a lot or whatever just because they were dressed in rags or all dirty or whatever, but, man, right. I don't look at them that way anymore, and I don't think that I'm any better than anybody else because I have been, you know, um, I guess schooled or just, you know, someone has brought something to my attention and, and I wasn't expecting it, but being willing to be open to that so that I can be a better person for right. it. And I, today I'm just very grateful when I hear someone who has the courage to tell me something yeah, especially because um, it's honesty. Because if you love somebody or you care for somebody and you see them sinning and and maybe you don't look at it as sin, maybe it's just something that somebody's doing that's super bad for them or they're saying something that's just completely ignorant. And instead of keeping your silence, you know, it's, it's, it's action because is the word of God about action? Yes. Yeah, we have, we have to be, and there's there's sins of commission and omission both. So we can, we can take an active part in counseling people and trying to help them see the light. That's what I try to do with my blog, get them to see that there's an alternative to sin, and we can't have an actual working relationship with Father God and Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit. And it's just as simple as speaking to Him and asking for help. He's always available. He's He's the good Father. He's the Father that takes care of us. And like the old TV show, Father Knows Best. Mm -hmm. And if we, we rely on him for our counsel and trust his written word, the scriptures, uh, we can't err. We won't go wrong. Right. Now this man in the later years of his life had found the power of personal revival, repented, and returned to his knees in prayer. So the power comes from from revival and then revival comes from having repented is just kind of what i'm reading or or what it says right it reads one thing but says another he found that jesus christ could still love and guide him through his life with power of the holy bible that's the word of god words of wisdom sp spoken through the holy spirit so in other words you have to know what it says and it being the word of God, it meaning the Bible, because otherwise you get a smooth talker in front of you and start acting like he can walk on water like Jesus Christ himself. And then he's going to promise you to wash all the sins away. And then he could really be leading you down a bad path, too. So you have to know what it is that somebody is preaching or whatever with you, because if you don't know what it says, the Bible, then... 
you, you're just going to be super ignorant and that in itself could be sinful because we should know what it says i've never read the bible you know this um um i've shared that with you uh, I have a new Bible and I'm like reading it <laughs> and it's so, so difficult to read sometimes. I'm just like, I don't even know what I just read, but it's just the first phase. It's like just the first kind of start, if you will. Yeah. The, the, uh, the thing that I always try to emphasize is for, uh, new believers to find a church that teaches the Bible cover to cover everything in the Bible and to get together with a group of Christians that firmly believe in the Bible that can go, walk along with you and teach you what it's what it says. There's a lot of pastors out there that only want to teach what they want to teach out of the Bible. They won't teach the entire Bible, which I feel is a disservice to the people, mm -hmm. because like you said, you have to know what's in the book in order to believe it. Right. And the only way you can ever really do that is by having that one-on-one -on -one relationship with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus Christ left this earth, He left His Helper. That's the essence, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And through the Holy Spirit, we gain wisdom and knowledge. That's the only way we can get it. You can read that book front to back, and it's just a book if you don't have the Holy Spirit with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's hard to read the Bible. Yeah, I it's, um, it, it's hard to get up every Sunday just to go to church. It's not hard, but it takes a commitment. It takes effort. And then you have to be present when you're there. Skip Isaac, I recently started going to Calvary on Osuna, and I go with Alice and Max, and with Loretta and David, I go to, yes, Olive Tree. And so, so I'm just kind of like figuring it all out myself, and so, but I've always believed in God. Like, truly believing in, in the one God Almighty, the one that gave his only son, but you still have to, it has to be more than that. Like, I can't just say forever, well, I've never read the Bible. I'm a recovering Catholic, something like this, because Catholicism is so ingrained in me. You know, it's like you drive by a church and you want to go like this, uh, still pray the rosary because it's what I did with my grandmother, right? Um, still love the saints, things like this. And, and so, so it, there's culture, tradition, and then there's, there's, there's the, the word, the word, the word yes. with, with no fancy things outside of that no stained glass, no rosary, no, it's just the word. And you have to know what that means. It, it has to be a relationship, right? It's not a religion. That's where a lot of people err is they're looking for a church or a religion or something that'll guide them to this nirvana, supposedly, you know, be, they're going to be in, in some kind of a heaven or something, but they, but you can't live with somebody if you don't know who they are. If you expect to spend eternity with father, God, Jesus Christ in his essence, the Holy Spirit, you have to know who they are and what they're about. Right. Otherwise, you'd be trying to read the Bible at the gate. And that, that, doesn't, <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't work. <laughs> you know what they say? There's no, there's no atheist in foxholes. Like, it's real easy to have God removed from everything because it seems um, politically and legally these things are taking place, like removed from school, removed everywhere they don't even want the the like the cross anywhere any symbol to do with god it's like they're trying to remove god and so i look at generations under me and i know most of them have only been baptized if we're talking you know catholicism or whatever they've only been baptized that's it and in a few years they'll go to catechism class just so they could make their first holy communion 
and then there's there's no substance in between and it, it's going to be the in between it has to be the in between and, and nowadays the i think the problems and turmoil we're seeing in the earth right now is uh i know a lot of people are uh of the same thought that i am that we're probably in if not in the end times very close to it it's going to be the time where people have to make a decision whether they want to have a relationship with god or they want to choose the secular world and the teachings that bring them nothing but death and pain right because it is nothing but death and pain and a painful death painful death like there's no end in sight eternal pain eternal pain and who wants that forever so peace is is outside of this world like peace is the ultimate goal but we can have internal peace knowing that we are saved though and that's the thing we have salvation that's given to us through our confession and repentance and it's a blessing that we're handed and it and through that comes a peace and understanding knowing that we do have a father that cares about us in heaven that is a controller of everything he has the wheel we don't we sit in the back seat we tell him close the slider don't listen to the guy in the back and we'll do a lot better put your mask on just kidding no <laughs> put your mask on so it sort of reminds me of uh Mother Teresa, the fruit of silence is the fruit of prayer because sometimes it's just it's very silent, it's very uh, alone, if you were, will, in that moment. So that fruit of silence will lead you to prayer, and the fruit of prayer is the fruit of faith because prayer and faith two separate things. And if you have the fruit of faith, you will have the fruit of love, and the fruit of love is the fruit of service. The fruit of service is peace. So in the end, it reads to me that you have to serve God so you can serve your family, you can serve yourself, you can serve the world you live in, and then you can have ultimate peace. It's about service. Yeah, I think we all have our own personal calling in life, and God chooses that for us. For me, it it, it has worked out just to be a spokesman or a a commentator on his uh, scriptures and what we go through in this life. And to try and get people to take a look at it from the biblical viewpoint so that they don't just look at it from a secular viewpoint that everything's terrible and there's nothing good in life. There's a lot of good things in this world, and it's just there for, for us to enjoy. The sun comes up every morning. It's beautiful. And at night, we have beautiful sunsets here. Right. So even if, even if you just have that in life, you have something. Right. So we've got to take a quick break. Stay there. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Off the Cuff ABQ. Don't forget to visit us on our website at offthecuffabq.com. Hello, New Mexico. This is Mario Montoya with Casa Montoya Realty. When it comes to buying or selling real estate, you need professionals that can guide and educate you through the transaction process. Casa Montoya Realty provides realtors that assist from start to finish, making sure that your real estate transaction is as smooth as possible. As the exclusive Homes for Heroes brokerage in Albuquerque, we are here to give back to our hero buyers and sellers. Call 505-681-3125 or email mario at casamontoyarealty.com to register and for 
more information. You are the experiment when you take the experimental COVID-19 vaccines. Did you know that according to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System run by the government that over 900 women have documented miscarriages linked to their COVID-19 shot? COVID-19 vaccines have not been approved for pregnant women or children. Read our reports and hear the facts from a COVID-19 task force whistleblower at abortionfreenm.com. If you want to help us end abortion in New Mexico, visit abortionfreenm.com today. That's abortionfreenm.com. Everybody, welcome back to Off the Cuff ABQ. I'm your host, Dinah Vargas. Comadre Loretta. Hi, everybody. What's happening, Loretta? Oh, oh boy, there's a lot happening. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Brother Christopher in studio. We read some of his uh, writings from his book. I asked him during the break, is there a cost to your book? Uh, everything is online and free. It's all in PDF form. So it's easily downloaded. Uh, the book, the, the book that I just finished, the uh, profits, is in twelve different downloads. Uh, download, like I said, PDF form. Uh, there's another earlier book that I wrote, uh, and it's a Fisher of Men, and all that is is a uh, aggregation of all of my earlier writings into more of a congealed set of thoughts where they all kind of relate to each other mm-hmm. in chapters. And uh, in, in that uh, Fisher of Men, there's also some psalms that my father wrote. He was a psalmist. And in fact, he was one of the first uh, Catholic, charismatic Catholics here in, in, the, in New Mexico. Him and Hugh Hackett and some of the other Catholic men got together and actually started reading and studying the Bible. For the Catholic Church, that was something. Right. You know, they, wow. It was radical. <laughs> yeah, radical. <laughs> Imagine that reading the Bible. But anyway, the, he 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 was like uh, he was a poet. My father was, and so I included some of his poems in there too with some of my writing. Oh, that's great. Kind of a homage to him. Yeah. So I think I'm going to start with the Fisher of Men. I think I'm going to start there. So I'm going to download my copy today. I'd encourage everybody to download your free copy. Brother Christopher said he's already yeah. been paid. Yeah. You'll, you'll have to accept, accept my apologies up front. I'm not a uh, college-educated uh, linguist, and so you'll probably find a lot of typos and grammatical order, uh, errors in my writing, but I think it's it's part of the uh, Adobe wall structure of my faith. It's, you know, it's, a lot of it's just mud, but it's solid. It's real. It's, it's real. me. Yep, made from dirt. That's what I always say, made from dirt. Because there's people that do and people that don't. And if you want to be remembered in this world, you have to do something worth writing about or you have to write something worth reading about. So I'm going to start with Fisher Fisher of Men. That's where I'm going to start. Yeah, it would be a good starting point. It's got my testimony right at the front in the first chapter. And from there I go into... Uh, some of the early writings that I did was, I don't know if people are familiar with them or not, the Christian solas are the five pillars of the Christian faith and uh, written in the early 1500s by the Reformationists. And I did a modern interpretation of them, just kind of updated them with my mm-hmm. thoughts. And uh, I think every, everybody that wants to be a Christian or aspires to be a Christian has to understand what the faith is about. And it's about Christ. It's about glory to God alone. It's about uh, it's 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 about trust and faith, and in order to do that, you have to understand those pillars that our Christian faith is built on. 
Trust and faith. Almost hard concepts to kind of wrap your your heart around, right? Trust and faith, like two totally separate things. Right, but they're but they're interwoven because you can't have one without the other. Right. And if you don't if you don't have any faith in something, it's like you were talking about where you said that there's people that'll tell you that they'll show you the the road to nirvana with their religious rights and, and actions and different methods of getting there. But if they don't actually follow what's written in scripture and give you the truth that it, it has to come through Christ and through his blood sacrifice, that's the only road there is to salvation. Right. And that's the way you're going to find it. But, but in order to develop that faith, you have to realize who you're talking to. The creator of everything. Of everything. That's who Father God is. He made us out of, from dirt. From the elements of the stars. Made from dirt. I like it. We should name that for today's show, Made from Dirt. Something like this. <laughs> that, that would be a good title. Absolutely. So I don't know how much time we have left, but I know <clears throat> there was some, some recent Supreme Court cases that we were going to discuss as well. Yeah, the, uh, right now the, the, the big topic that I'm concerned about is what's happening with the right to life. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't experience freedom and you can't ever be saved if you're not alive. Cause that, that all ends at death. And if you father, God's reason for bringing children into this world is that they'll have a, an opportunity to learn about Christ and be saved. And mankind's stupidity has, has provided a method by where people can actually shortcut God's plan and remove those children before they ever come to the earth. I know God's God's eternal plan is that they're going to be with him eventually anyway. But I'm sure it doesn't please him to see what people are doing. And we have to, we have to speak out not only for unborn children but for people that are offered the opportunity to take their own life. Euthanasia, you know, it's mm -hmm. people have worth. You can't just take a human life and throw it away. Absolutely. They're, and and now they have genetic testing they can do on children to see if they have Down syndrome and that people will abort, abort a fetus just for that reason. It's and the, crazy. And those, those infants, those people that, that, are being, that, that aren't born, they're, they're, they're like a perfect human. They don't know what sin is. That's just neat. If you've ever been around a person who has Down syndrome, they don't know how to hate. I don't even think they know how to sin. They don't even know what it's about. Right, right. And you're actually taking that pure innocent soul and sacrificing it for convenience it's it's a sad thing it really is totally you know that <clears throat> what always amazes me and i think it was uh, ronald reagan who said this but he said the only ones advocating for the killing of other human beings in the womb are those who have been born and so i believe that abortion is going to be the greatest international case that people can attach themselves to because the unborn are they are being violated every single they're being ambushed in the womb every single day it's literally they where's their freedom of speech where is their um right to life right to uh, happiness anything they're in a womb and they get ambushed and, uh, you know, we talk about commission, omission, things like this. So 
when you hear about, you know, like the pro-choicers, and by the way, they're really not pro-choice, otherwise they would accept me as being a pro-lifer. Yes. So then we're going to have to start calling them the party of death because it's it's that's what they are. They're encouraging other women to celebrate in the killing of children. Because at the end of the day, even if you do have an abortion, I'm guessing a woman goes there and it's a pretty dark moment for her. There's nothing to celebrate when you're walking in there asking for an abortion and then having one performed and then walking out of there and then eating cake and ice cream. I don't see that happening. I don't think anybody truly celebrates in abortion. We saw the women's movement here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, the Women's March. And who doesn't want to support uh, uh, the trials, the struggles, and the victories of women? I mean, everyone raised their hand, of course. But that's not what that march was about. Every single thing to do with that march was about killing babies. It was about killing the unborn and then teaching daughters, teaching daughters to then kill their own children. For any reason whatsoever, not those extreme cases of rape and incest that originally pro-choice came from. Yeah, I think that one of the things things that a lot of people fail to remember is that with every abortion, there's two victims. It's that unborn child and the mother. Because like I know personally myself, 47 years of regret of actually taking a human life. It doesn't go away. It's a wound that never heals. And those women that have gone through that, like I said, I can empathize with them and understand because I live every day the same way. Right. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show. We're coming to a quick end. It always goes so fast in the end. In the end, it always goes fast. Well, maybe someday we can get back and uh, do some more oh, I was just conversation. Gonna, I was just going to say I would truly love to have you back, and you know, maybe we can... Uh, after you've done some reading. <laughs> <laughs> after I've done some reading. <clears throat> after I've done some reading. Yeah, I'm going to download Fishers and Man. I'm going to start there and just contact uh, Loretta or Alice, and we'll get you back on sooner than later. So I'm going to cut that part out. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Go ahead. You know, earlier um, we had Kimberly Skaggs on the radio, and she talked about knocking on doors. And that's really important, knocking on doors, not just for the elections that are going on now, but for, for for, for the right to life, for life itself. And I have a quote from Edmund Burke. And he says, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And I, I stand on that. If we don't do anything, and we can pray. I mean, if we can't go knock on doors physically, we can still pray. Yeah, we, and pray we should against. never forget the power of prayer, that's yes, for sure. Yes, that that's a, the biggest power we have is prayer. Absolutely. Blessed are thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. We'll see you tomorrow, New Mexico.